This show is perfect timing for me because I'm overwhelmed by being a mom and being a wife and by numbers and value and work and output. And my special guest today on Your Story with Melinda is Kay Wyma, who's written an incredible book called Not the Boss of Us, putting overwhelmed in its place. And rather than being overwhelmed by life, be overwhelmed by the truth of God and scripture. This is timely. This is good because we talk about the truths of God and how they will help you in your everyday life. She is a former White House staffer, a blogger, an entrepreneur, a vodcaster. She has lots to say on this show. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. It's really a pleasure. Yeah. Now, we're, you're from Dallas. I'm Big D. What do you think about the Toronto and surrounding areas? Well, I'm going to give you probably the biggest compliment that oh. I could. Okay. And that it is, it seems just like Texas. Oh. And that, I mean. And that is know, a compliment. Huge. Okay. Because we love our state and because people are so nice and it's just a friendly just welcoming, very mm-hmm. regular place to be, and and it is exactly the same here, and it's just been a delight. Oh, it has I'm been glad. wonderful. Well, we like to say, you know, the warm welcome and Toronto strong from because we've been through a lot of painful things, and so I think that's part of I think our community really rallying. And, well, everyone's and so nice, friendship. and for a big city, you know, not every big city is friendly. Yeah. And um, it's amazing. Good. So I'm so glad pleasure. you received that. Good. Okay, before we get into uh, the topic that I'm so excited and it's timely for me about being overwhelmed <laughs> in your life, I'm going to do a little fun thing with you, Kay. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. for the fun. All right, so I'm going to bring up either a role or job <laughs> or something you're connected to in life, and you need to tell me two words, the first thing that comes to mind when I say this. All right. Okay, so either one or two okay, words. I'm going to work on clearing okay, ready? my mind. Okay, ready? Clear your mind. All Here right. we go. White House staffer. Fun and tense. Okay. International banker. Not as fun. <laughs> not as fun. That's three words, but oh, I'll give that to not as fun. Um, and then I don't know how I did that. There's so many. I can't even help my children with their math. Like fifth grade math I can't do. And I'm not sure how I was an investment banker. Like I'm not kidding you. Not as fun. (laughs) Okay. Entrepreneur. Interesting. Oh, this is hard. No. There's so many words that come up. Gosh. um, Freedom. Oh, that's good. I like that because I want to talk to you about that too because okay. I've, I've just sort of stepped into being an entrepreneur. Okay. Mom of five kids. The best. Absolutely. That's good. Wife to John. Oh, unconditional love. Mm, that's good. Living in Dallas, Texas. Wow. No place better. <laughs> no place. Three, but I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Blogger. Um, unexpected. And enjoyable Mm, it's good author again unexpected and um a little stressful okay and a word that i just learned today as i was sort of researching you uh vodcaster i know (laughs) that it's just a total blast and very free also yeah 
Okay, that's actually I good. I don't have very many good words. No, you had <laughs> you had fun, interesting, <laughs> unconditional love, unexpected. Those are good. Okay, those are good. But when I look at that list, Kay, um, that's a lot. <laughs> now I know some of those were former roles, but you right. you presently though have a lot of these roles: mom of five kids, wife to John, blogger, author, vodcaster, right. speaker. That's a lot. How do you do it? Well, the, it sounds like a lot. But I'm a big fan of obedience, which I think you are too. Mm -hmm. And so those things I didn't put on my plate. And there's an element of being able to trust um, when it feels like that could be overwhelming, because sometimes it does, mm -hmm. um, especially at a place where I am like today with a book, you know, with a book coming out. Because to me, that's a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. And, um, and I, it's that reminding myself, I didn't, oh, I'm sorry, I bonked it. I didn't ask for it. I said mm -hmm. years ago, if you know, you just show me where to go and I'll go. And so there's a safety factor in that because the doors were open. I didn't shove open doors, but I did do my best. Like whatever I was working on, I would do my best to do my best. Yeah. And then certain doors open that I wouldn't have imagined being doors that I would ever go through. It's just not something I would have thought. I wasn't I educated that. in this field like yep, you. Yep, I can and, relate. And um, I sit here going, wow, okay, I'll walk. If you open the doors, I'll walk. And I know that he he goes before. And, and it's genuine. It sounds kind of like, well, you know, hokey, but it's true. And when you live it, it takes what could be overwhelming and dials it down a mm. ton because the safety and protection that comes on the ground that's solid that doesn't move yeah and that ground doesn't move I tend to find that when I finagle and sort of manipulate or or do things like that the ground tends to shake a little bit yeah. and so um, maybe I don't know maybe it's a maybe it's just a, a test of trust I think faith is an interesting part yeah. of our life and it's that part where you're sure of what you hope for and certain of what you can't see and and I think the trust part is when you lean into and act on the faith. It's yeah. like playing it out. And it it's, it's um, exciting and wonderful and horrible all at the same time. I hear you, sister. <laughs> I hear you. Um, I know that my listeners and viewers would be interested about you being a former White House staffer. Yeah. That's fascinating. Because so you just said so fun. Like, I, oh I honestly came, wasn't expecting so fun. I thought you were going to say... I don't know, maybe chaos, intense, or yes, yes. freaky, freaking yes. out, or something. I know that's probably all, <laughs> all those of things. The above, yeah. So why so fun? Tell us what you did in the White House. Like, what was that like? Gosh, I was a lead at Vance, and I was in the George Herbert Walker Bush White House. So that was forty-one, and I worked for the vice president, and so I got to travel all the time. The wow. vice president goes everywhere, and. And the thing is, I, I, I think it goes to your gifting and purpose, which I didn't know at that time, but um, I must love uh, in situations where there's a gazillion things going on at the same time. I think that like <laughs> yeah. really jazzes me. Yeah. And which probably is why being a mom of five is fun for me because I just, that makes sense. I love all the moving parts. Yeah. And that, I think that's part of uh, like, you know, part of your aptitudes, whatever mm -hmm. your aptitudes are. And I just happened, you know, happened. Mm -hmm to be in that world and it, it just energized me. I loved it. The more things that went wrong, the better. Even yeah. though I was the butt of some of those things that went wrong and I look back and cringe and, and I'm so glad they didn't fire me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was intense that things were always moving. And, uh, and I think I loved too that you, there was a start and a finish. Every trip I went on, mm. you know, it'd be four or five days if, if I was lucky or maybe two to mm -hmm. set up an event. And it was super intense for those couple of days. And then you'd look back and 
and go, oh, that was great. Or, I like that. I like that, too. They yeah. have to start and finish. I think yeah. a lot of people would like that or like that. I like, know. there's a very clear start and a clear finish. That's why, like, projects or events people love. Yeah, I Because it's not, I really like, ongoing and sustaining it and maintaining this, pro, you know, this yeah, process. I'm not organized enough. Like, I'm flaky. <laughs> Me neither. And I just can't keep it all together for that long. <laughs> now, working in the White House, um, do you have sort of a love or interest in politics? Or, like, what – is that something that you're still interested in? Or You know, for me, it wasn't politics. I, I really – loved the people I worked for. Mm -hmm. The Bushes are fine, fine human beings. Yeah. And it was a pleasure to get to work for them. And, and um, so the and I and I believed in what they stood for. Mm -hmm. And so it was easy to do that. But I'm not a policy wonk. And yeah. um, I wonder if I you know, I've thought when I was working there, I thought that's what I would have wanted to do. But looking back, uh, it was really the production side that I loved. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was. And, and I was I enjoyed it and was and was good enough at it that they did keep me on staff, <laughs> despite a few embarrassing things, yeah. and um, and so I think that's exactly where I was supposed to be, and it it was a pleasure, and I kind of feel like if you can live through that environment, you can live through anything. Yeah, I bet. I wish my kids could go do that because you become a problem solver and you don't take no for an answer. It's like if the door says closed, I'm sort of like, well, someone's in there. Mm -hmm. Some a door is open, and and so you just keep going. And I loved those skills that it gave me. Yeah, I think that's a good point that you you brought up because a lot of times. And I say this, and I'm kind of like thinking in my head how I should frame it, but that sense of that, that we make people the enemy. And yet, you know, when you step back, it's like they're loved by God. They're just they're making really bad decisions or poor decisions. And I'm not talking about the Bushes. I'm talking about when we look at politics and, and, the, and the environment and culture right now oh, in the yeah. U.S. And, and in the world. It's, it's crazy. It, it's, it is it's, crazy. It's a little scary. It's freaky. Um, it's unsettling. There's so many things, you know, and being in Canada and looking at the situation in the U.S. and in the world, there is a, you know, just talking to friends and how we talk to our kids about it, mm -hmm. this insecurity, this deep feeling of, I don't know what it is, Kay, but I have never felt this before in my life until now. And the discussions now around the table are very different. And the interest in politics and the world and peacemaking and, and how the church should uh, make a difference, you know, and how love needs to be shown. These are all great conversations that are coming out of this unsettled place. Well, and it's, uh, you know, the segue is beautiful because all of that is overwhelming. Yes. And information overload is overwhelming. Yeah. And trying to figure out how to solve these things because it is unsettling is overwhelming. And that's where I love where you went because people are what is important. Yeah. And God bless these people that go and serve in a political spot because who would want to do that this day I don't and age? know who would want to I mean, do you, you can't win for losing. So, yeah. I mean, you, you can't even get a leg up. Every single thing you say, every single thing you think, whether you've said it or thought it, is, is outed as some fact. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why anybody would want to do it. And I'm so grateful that people do do it. Mm -hmm. And um, and maybe it's in these times that we do feel unsettled enough 
to be able to go to truth. And the truth is, because you have scripture, we have scripture in our hand. Yeah. And if you even spend five minutes in the Old Testament, you'll see seven years, 40 years, 80 years of good kings, bad kings. And there's one yeah. thing that is stable through all of that. And that is the Lord who is over every king because he yeah. is the king of kings. And he allows for all of this to happen. And you can, again, look through scripture. He knows who's there. He knows who's not there. He knows who's hiding in the wings, who doesn't even think there's somebody, you know, mm. see all so Gideon, mighty yeah. warrior, you know, because the Lord said, Gideon, mighty warrior. Yeah. And um, and so his pick behind the pick, you know, is, is <laughs> a great good. reality to lean into. And yeah. sometimes we don't see that part. And so it's like we live in it, but we're not of it. And can we live in it with freedom? Because mm. the part about anchoring your thoughts in truth, which is where I, where I landed on this topic of overwhelmed, because I'm like, yeah, it exists, but why don't we spend mm. more time being overwhelmed by truth? It's because good. if you're overwhelmed by truth, then you have the freedom to be able to live in the mm-hmm. part that's unsettling and to be able to see the people because your eyes aren't yeah. completely anchored on yourself. Yeah. And um, and that's where the freedom comes to be able to put one foot in front of the other, not having to know what tomorrow is going to be, but for sure caring about it, caring about the people, doing what you can within your wheelhouse of giftedness mm-hmm. to be able to do what is good and right yeah. and and not be afraid because he says that. Don't be afraid for I'm with I you think, wherever yeah. you go. One of my favorites is Isaiah 41.10, my favorite uh, life yeah. verse, right? You know, I love what you're saying and, and the new book that you have, Not the Boss of Us, putting overwhelmed in its place in a do-all, be-all world. Here's why. Whenever I hear the word overwhelmed, it's in a negative context. I'm overwhelmed by my life, my responsibility, my children, my responsibilities, my work, all of that. But I love how you you say being overwhelmed by truth. And I had to take a moment, Kay, because I was like, I love that. Because we've taken overwhelmed and made it negative, and then it it conjures up all of these feelings. Every time I I was reading going overwhelmed, I physically felt this angst and stress in my and feeling my body kind of like clench up. Right. Pause overwhelmed by truth right totally changed it i was it like oh, wait a second Over- so that feeling that i get is replaced in the angst and stress by truth and when as soon as i heard that Kay, i was like huh i love that isn't that crazy it's great it's yeah, great why i love that. Do that all the time i know yeah, and it's not like, oh, now you must be overwhelmed by truth. It's like five minutes. You know, give it five minutes. Just try it, you know? Right. And, and I sit there and think, oh, if we can only have like 10 extra minutes of being overwhelmed <laughs> by truth instead of the other. And, you right. know, I ha- we have kids. We both have kids. Yeah. And they are in the, I mean, they're in the fire for sure, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because they live in this world where every they really do live their life on a stage. And they have been told from the get-go that you are defined by, you know, you're defined mm-hmm. by what team you're on. You're defined by who you sit with, by what carpool you're in or what party you go to mm-hmm. or what grades you make. And, I mean, that is so <sighs> stressful. And, and it's sort of like, wait, that means that if you're, if you're saying those things and you've instantly put your worth and your identity tied to things that don't last right. and that absolutely change. And it's sort of like, what if we just switch that and put your identity with the thing that never changes mm-hmm. and never and lasts forever? Yeah. That sort of changes it a little bit. And so it's like fight for it. And I, the conversations that I have ad nausea 
with these kids going, those grades don't define you. Those, and they'll even go, I'm so worried about this test tomorrow. And I'm like, but, and they go, don't tell me. I know the grades don't define me, <laughs> but it's important. And I sit there and think, well, at least there, if, if, the, if there's seeds that have been planted, yeah. then they're going to go to that truth. And maybe they'll have five minutes in the midst when they look at the grade. And it may or may not be what they want, whether it's high or low. Mm-hmm. Because if it's high, then they feel like they have to get a high one next time. There's never enough because that's the problem with measuring marks. Yeah. There's never enough. Whatever it is we think we want, mm-hmm. you'll get there and there's something else. Yeah. So there's the problem with the world's math. You know, it doesn't work. Right. And so if they can land on, just even for a minute, let me remember whose I am. Yeah. Let remember. Let me remember who created me for a purpose. And we need to hear that as adults too, Kay. Well, that's the we, coolest thing. We're measured thing. by work and yes. output and what we bring to work or what we do for the world. Even even in Christian circles now, Absolutely. hustle for what you need and be successful and all these things. And that's overwhelming. It is. It's numbers, numbers, numbers. Right. You know. <laughs> but if you go back to Scripture, the Lord's not concerned with numbers at all. Mm. In fact, he kind of David, King David, kind of got in a little trouble at the end of his life when he counted. And it was like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have counted. Okay, you're freaking everybody out, okay? Because (laughs) honestly, people are like, yes, but we're all about analytics and Google Analytics and numbers and likes and likes and YouTube views and Facebook reach and Facebook likes. And I'm in the midst of that, too. That gives me angst. Well, This is so timely because I'm actually literally listening to you going, oh, my goodness, I'm actually having meetings this week, and I did last week on numbers, yeah. on the things that I do, because that's how people measure success and in how well world, you do. it is. And it <sighs> is. Okay? So that's where you live in it, but you're not of it. Right. And that's where you simply, no one said you had to be the best. We love superlatives, like the best. <laughs> and uh, that's never been a part of the equation, ever. It's your best, just simply what you can do. And then the, the Lord adds a lovely part. It's by him, through him, and for him are all things. And so there's, mm-hmm. it's a work through, not a work out. And so it's like, breathe. Wow. And let me, I don't understand what that means. Like you sit there and go, I don't understand that. Right. And it's sort of like, Lord, I don't understand that. But help me to understand. Help me to mm-hmm. believe. And we know that he welcomes those because even when Jesus was walking the earth, it was like the guy comes to him, can you heal my daughter? And, and he said, I know you can, but help me in my unbelief. And, and I'm not trying. I'm sitting here going, man, I'm going all scriptural. But it's so powerful. Yeah. It's like the truth. It's lasted forever. And, and God is faithful, and he can't be unfaithful. It would be counter to his character. Right. And so it's like, well, I'm going to bank on that, and I'm going to do my best living in this world that does look at numbers and mm. do my best to all you can do is your best. But know that at the core my worth is not attached to those numbers because it isn't. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. The numbers are for you today. Because think back, perspective's a huge thing. And last night, the, one of the gals said to me, this is a book about perspective. And, and I was like, you're, you're right. Because mm-hmm. it's the perspective. Think back 10 years ago. Whatever, what was the driver then? Like the end all. Like if only I can do this, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. How, how were you graded then? Yeah. Because we are all graded. If it's not grades when we were in school, it's performance reviews. You know, and right. so there's that element always. But what was it 10 years ago? Is that bugging you today? Likely no. not. No. Right. And so it's sort of like in five years, this isn't going to be ruling right. your thoughts. So why give it so much ground to rule it's it a today? Good point. So we know that a lot of people are overwhelmed. We don't have to say why, because if the people listening <laughs> and watching, like in the yeah, will be basically like, I can tell you exactly why I'm overwhelmed. Right. So we've listed those. Um, 
And I think what you're saying is the start of like, wow, okay, I need to stop and, and sort of reframe and take a breather on on this. Why did you feel like you needed to not only write a book but talk about this? Because it has to come from a personal place. It does, does Where, it? yeah. Because every, every person that I interview or something, it's like, oh, that's great. But now let's go, why did you write it? Because it comes out of that place. Well, I wrote it. I mean, I've never been a fan of Overwhelmed. And I'm not sure that I called it Overwhelmed. But when I was young, I bought into performance pressure, hook, line, and sinker. Okay. Even in religion. In my church, mm-hmm. I heard that if you had to do certain things to, quote, be in fellowship with God. And if you didn't, you weren't. And I felt like I was in, out, in, out. It was too much. Like, it was really hard. I cared about that. And then I, you know, I figured I had to do well in my sport. I had to do well in my grades. And it landed me with an eating disorder. And, mm-hmm. um, and so in that process, I was introduced to grace. And it was the best thing I'd ever heard of because freedom comes with that. And I didn't understand it. But it was like, I'm going there. And it sort of made me park all the rest of the stuff that messed with my thoughts. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm, I'm banking there. And when I had children, I, you know, Mother Lion, I'm sort of like, this stuff is not messing with my children. Right. And because they, I had ch- five kids, they're different sizes. They're different. They have different ability intellectually. They definitely have different ability athletically. And in Texas, I'm guessing you might know that sports are a big deal, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm, mine weren't. <laughs> And so it was sort of like, I'm not going to let society grab these kids. Okay. And so I have fought for that for years. And not the boss of us, I would say to them, this stuff is not the boss of you, right. has been a mantra for a long time. A couple years ago, when my daughter was a freshman in high school, her, one of her friends in her friend group was 14. And living in the cesspool of all this messaging, it was too much for her. And she decided one day that it was that she was done and not going to deal with it anymore. And it was a decision she could never go back and, and mm-hmm. take. And it crushed her family. It crushed her friends. And, and I am telling you, overwhelmed was a major player in her decision. And it was sort of like, no, this no. I mean, it's like it makes me mad anyway. And that was just like, you just killed somebody. You know, that is so not right. And um, I sat in the synagogue where the funeral was, and I looked on the, on the wall and just saw, saw so much of what, because it had a menorah and it had the Ten Commandments, mm. and I sat there thinking the weight of, the enormity of what that child felt like she had to do in order to be okay really got the best of her. And I was sort of like, no, we're not doing that. And, and my daughter really worked through a a long year as you can imagine Mm -hmm. um that brought her to faith the strong like she had faith in the lord but man she got mad at him and she said to me at one point and i include this at the end of the book that it was doubt that actually strengthened her faith Mm -hmm. and then to watch her fight for her friends in the hallway in their in the hallway on the field she had a friend that played on her team last year that was making a lot of bad choices simply because the girl felt like the only way that she could be liked or the only place she fit in was in a place that was damaging to her. And there's my daughter next to her going, uh-uh, wow. this doesn't define you. Let me awesome. let me remind you of who you are. Beautiful. And See, so, I love that, to hear young women, because that's my heart to encourage and to mentor and 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 allow young girls to speak and be courageous in those places. That is that, that warms my heart. Like, that's well, awesome. Well, and for her to say, you're beautiful. 
Like you're beautiful because it's in the soul you're beautiful. We like to think it's outside. That's one of the chapters being overwhelmed by, you know, by image pressures versus being overwhelmed by beauty because, you know, those those standards, they change. Like you can look (laughs) through the decades and see the body types that Um, are like celebrated. And yourself in those decades of time. Because you probably (laughs) fit in one or two or three in this decade. It's weird. It's like you have to have surgery to fit into this decade. I mean, nobody does because and it's sort of like. Are we really going to let that define us? Are we really going to let a number on a tag tell me who I am? Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah. it's just something. And and it, there, none of these things in and of themselves are bad. It's just dangerous when we attach our identity and self-worth to them. Wow, that is so good. So that was sort of the impetus and, and, and reason why you wrote the book. Is that part of it? Oh, or, for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, I, on anything I've written, it's kind of because I'm mad. I'm mad at it. <laughs> And it's sort of like, that's good. you've overstepped. It's quite therapeutic. Maybe. Maybe that's your therapy. <laughs> it's like a, it's like my journal entries. Maybe I should just like, you know, get them all made into books. Oh, well, they, I don't know. There's those are those, yeah, there's some deep secrets there. I don't know if I want those I exposed. Know. All right. We have a, a little bit more time, but Kate is so, so good. Um, so you're talking about, you know, overwhelm, ditch life's pressures. Let's be overwhelmed by truth. Help my listeners and viewers with, I know it's not like a 10 step, you know, program, but help us because we love takeaways. Like right. we've identified, yes, we're overwhelmed. Right. We are nodding our heads to things you said, like, yep, I have labeled myself as this based on what culture's saying, what, you know, what I'm watching, what people are saying by work, by numbers, all that stuff. Right. How can we start to be overwhelmed by truth instead? Well, I think the first step is probably, which is the first step for most things mm-hmm. is to see it. And so okay. it's like, what is, I love how you've described what you feel, like physically, how it's like you feel the angst, you feel mm-hmm. the anxiety, you feel, because you feel it physically. And it's sort of like you start to sort of feel like you're drowning, right. you know? And it's so when you feel that way, call it out. Like, like call it out instantly, you know? And, and start to claim it. Like, why is it? And so in the book, I talk about see it and say it. And I think this is, is interesting because it really comes from even a group of small, of young girls, teenagers her mm-hmm. in a very each one of them has some significant bad stuff in their lives and so for them they formed a, te- a text group and they had they call it the safe group and so I think it's like see it and call it out and then have a safe place to where you can say it great. and so it's like whether oh, it's, it's friends great. or anything like that and you have to call it out and they in their group they even have a safe word that if they text this word then somebody needs to come help them and I thought that was That's so awesome. fascinating, these kids. Wow. Well, because it's no joke. They are living it out loud. They aren't older and to where we've probably gotten good at, at coping, yeah. you know, coping. Coping. Right. Coping slash escapism I know. slash medicating. A lot slash, of it. And yeah. so we built up yeah. our walls, and they're working on building up their walls. Right. But how cool that they aren't, they aren't building these strong walls. They're starting to tear the strong walls down. So that's the first thing. See right. it and say it and have a safe place to to say it and then go to the core of why I sat with Mm. one of my daughters the other day and she's entering her senior year and it's like (gasps) you know and and I was like okay breathe can we just for a minute talk about why you feel overwhelmed what is it well I feel overwhelmed because I'm not sure what college I'm going to get into okay well let's why would that define you like what's behind that and the whole thing is at the bottom of it she's afraid 
Mm. She's afraid that she's going to be a failure. She's afraid she's not going to get in. She's afraid she's going to be left out. She's afraid to leave home. She's it's like yeah. it's like just say it out loud and then let's discuss the fear. You know, is mm. does the fear really have ground? Well, it exists, but if we if we start yeah. hitting it with truth, then it starts to not be so afraid. You know what I've realized, Kay, when I've been thinking and, and talking to, you know, my kids and just friends, I'm like, a lot of the fears that I hear haven't even happened. Oh, okay. So I go, wait a second. Yeah. So I'm listening. And I, I just did this to my girlfriend the other day. She was talking about something of why she's not going to do something. And yep. I said, well, wait a second. It hasn't happened. Yep. And how do you know it's going to happen? You're actually sitting here on a beautiful patio with me, having a great time, and you're talking about something that you're trying to decide about, which hasn't even happened. Because yep. she was saying, like, well, then I won't be, I'll be yep. the imposter syndrome, and I won't be able to do it. And then I won't be able to do that, and I don't know how to do that. And then people are probably not going to like me because, and I was listening, and I kind of stepped outside because yep. I, I love my friend. And I was like, that's really dysfunctional. That's that's, And then I was like, that's actually lies. And now she yes. will not do something based on something that has not even happened yet. Yes. Is that and crazy? No, because you just called truth into it. Right. Okay. Right. And that is one of the biggest. And mm-hmm. um, okay, so I was driving eleven year old who, you know, we're in the car a lot, and we ha- when we keep white space on our calendar because that's you know okay. we tend to think we're okay if we have tons of white, uh, like every space is filled, and we're losers if we have white space. Well, that's not true. You know, <laughs> it's like no, don't even buy into that and be like overwhelmed by calendar pressures. It's um, and so this kid's sitting next to me, and he says. Do you know why we can't see tomorrow? And I was like, why? And he said, because you can only live today. An 11 year old. And I'm sitting there going, he's so right. And Mm. it's like, dare we not let the happenings of yesterday or the worries of tomorrow Mm. or expectations of tomorrow. That's it, that's it. Over inform today. I mean, respect them, but don't let them steal from today because today is great. You have a great day to live today, and it's the only day that you have to live. Yeah. And if we go back to truth, we have a manna provider. And by manna, it was the provision for the day, every single day, exactly what you need, no more, no less. Yeah. And that's who the base is. And it's sort of like, oh, my gosh, can I really do that? And it's like respect these things, but don't let them over-inform. And that's what you just did for your friend. Yeah, that is so good. Kay Wyma, author of Not the Boss of Us. I love that title. <laughs> Putting overwhelmed in its place in a do-all, be-all world. So rather than be overwhelmed, be overwhelmed by truth. Fantastic. I'm so glad you wrote this. This is so timely for me. I've got some takeaways personally Aww. for me, Kay, that I'm like, okay. Um, I think I need to step out in some areas that have kind of, I've been thinking too much and, and letting fear kind of rule versus truth so that it, it's so, it was perfect and so good for me personally so thanks for well, coming thank you because let me tell you something I get something out of it each time too yeah and maybe that's part of why we're on this earth together so that we get to hear yeah. it here we hear it when we say it we see it with each other I mean it's just a brilliant idea you know it's, awesome. it's like it's so awesome. everybody you. needs to get this book where can they pick this up and where can they find more out about well, you. I'm at kywyma.com, okay. and um, it's at it's at all major uh, well bookstores, but buy local. Like if you have a local bookstore, yeah. go buy local. Okay. You know, but yeah. it's it's um, it's everywhere. But it comes out I think August 21st. So okay. amazing, Kay. Thanks Thank for you. being here. I love that you're here. We're just gonna have to get you back again. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's a delight. 
Hey, thanks for checking out this week's episode of Your Story with Melinda. There's plenty more at faithstrongtoday.com slash your story. But if you really want more, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never, ever miss an episode. 